All right, welcome to the underground. A place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. A time to get into the word of God so the word of God can get into you. The underground, where repentance starts, where growth is happening. And who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling out saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew chapter three and verse one. In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judea wilderness and began preaching. His message was, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. In Matthew 4, 17, it says, from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that's the same message we hear to preach today. It's just repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I hope everybody is having a blessed day. Hope you guys are having a blessed uh, week so far. Hope you started off your week pretty well. And when you come in, uh, go ahead and say hi to somebody in the chat. Make sure you greet everybody in the chat. You know what I mean? So glad that everybody came through today. Today, uh topic is going to be man's will man's will now if you've been with us the last couple of weeks we've been talking about god's will and then we talked about the devil's will last week and now we're going to talk about man's will this is what man has in his heart when we say man we're talking about the human race they have their own will and god tells us that in his word you know, we're going to show by the word of God, we're going to see what's in the heart of man. What are we wanting to do with our own lives? And it's going to show us why it's so important that we need to accept the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the anointed one, as our savior. Because without him, our will is against God. Naturally, you know, it's just no getting around it. Our wills are naturally against God. That's why Jesus plays a major role in all this. That's why he must be lifted up so all men can be drawn unto him. No matter how deep we get in religion, no matter how many churches we get, no matter how many followers we get, Jesus is still the most important, the most important thing. He's the main character of this story. He's the main character. He's the leading role of this movie. And we can't forget that. We can't forget that. All right. All right, man. Uh, first, let me just say uh, blessings to everybody, especially my beautiful wife. Uh, thank you for everything that you do. And thank you for all the love and support that you give me and also this podcast. And I also want to say what's up to my sister. Uh, what's up, who's been with me since day one. You know, I always support and I always represent. So I just want to say what's up to you and appreciate all the support. All right. So my heart always goes out. This is just the appetizer. I'm going to just start off with a little appetizer, y'all, okay? And then we're going to get into the uh, the topics. First, and also, let me say this before we do get started. This here 
y'all know it may take it may take some time right now i go back and i remember like when i was you know doing my own thing like when i used to go out to the streets or when i was in the clubs or when i was hooping or when i was playing the game you know xbox and playstation the nba 2k y'all know how we used to do man i was spending hours on these things hours man i would want to man i go early i'll be there early and leave late you know i wasn't in no rush to go so i want y'all to know i have that same character trait and i have that same spirit about me when it comes to the word of god i just switched over so that's why if you see me taking on i totally understand if you have to leave and things like that Go ahead and do what you got to do. I appreciate you coming, you know. But man, I can go for a while. Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Appreciate everybody coming through. When you come in, go ahead and put it on mute because we're recording live. So when you come in, go ahead and put it on mute. It'll be much appreciated. So yeah, so anyways, my heart always go out to people who are doing nothing. You know, I talk to people. I, I, I'm out and about, and I'm always, you know, getting getting a chance, getting opportunities to share my testimony with people. And sometimes you, you meet people who is just, they're not doing anything. And, you know, some and, and those people most of the time think because they're not doing anything, they're good. They're good. And I really would want these, I really want to talk to these people hearts right now who are not doing anything. You're not doing nothing bad and you're not doing nothing wrong, but you're not doing anything. You're not hot and you're not even cold. You're just in the middle. You're just stuck here, it seems like. And I want to encourage you to do something. Choose the day who you go serve. I'm here to encourage you, serve something. Either you go serve God, like Joshua asked the people of the Israel, is you go serve God or is you go worship Baal? But choose the day what you go do. Don't just not do nothing. Don't not don't just do nothing. And most of the times when I'm out there talking to people or just listening to the conversations of people, us humans sometimes act like we have too much, we don't have enough time or our life is too important right now for God. Like we have this attitude towards the creator, like I'm gonna get back with you when I have time. And that's what God wants to speak to some people about today. Just for a couple of minutes, if y'all don't mind. Romans 12 and three says, do not think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself. See, when people think like that, when people say they're not ready to give their life to God, when people say they don't have time for that right now, or they 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 not ready for that, they have that Romans 12, 3 mindset. Thinking that they're better than they really are. And that they're not being honest in their evaluation with yourself. That's the hardest thing to do right now in our society is to be honest in your of yourself. 
it's easy to be honest and evaluate others. We have a lot of shows that does that, right? A lot of shows that we see that they have judges and what they do, they evaluate others. That's the main setup in our society. We have sports talk shows. What they do, they evaluate others. And so what happens is we take on that mindset too. And we begin to evaluate others. That's what social media is all about. You evaluate others. How do you evaluate them? You give them a heart if you like it. If you don't, you just keep scrolling. We're evaluating others. You see what I'm saying? That's in our culture. That's the spirit that has gotten to everybody. And it's serious. So once you start to get close to God and once you start to get on this narrow path that Christ asks you to walk on, you start to see that, man, this in me too. We have a mindset. We have eyes. We have ears that evaluates others more than we evaluate ourselves. And so we got to be careful of those things. Okay, in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26. Also, if you're just coming in in the chat, you will see all the scriptures that we're going to go over today. So if you don't want to uh, if you just want to listen in and things like that, you can just listen in and be careful to uh, oh, be careful to uh, pop up on these scriptures later on in the week. Okay. All right. So in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26. Let me read this for you. It says, what good would it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their souls? Now, see that? Let me read that one more time. This is a powerful verse. What good would it be? For someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul, or what can anyone give in exchange for their souls? What can anyone give? And another verse I want to read, and I'm going to break these all the way down so the hearts of people can understand. In First John chapter two and verse fifteen, it says, "Do not love this world nor the things it offers you." For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. When you love the world, you do not you, you do not have the love of the Father in you. In verse 16, it says, For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievement, achievements and possession. I'm reading a new living translation. These are not from the father but from the world powerful verses powerful verses so i want to ask y'all these questions while after reading these verses okay when it talks about in john 2 15 first john 2 15 it says for everything in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life ask yourself right now is your flesh really out here getting what it desires or are you struggling to really get what your flesh desires? To those people that's on the fence when it comes to serving God, to those people who are saying wait because they feel like, and they have a mindset that they really haven't had fun yet. They really haven't got it in yet. Trust me, I understand how you think. I understand what you're feeling. I get it. But I have a question to ask you though, young person. 
mid person, older person. Is your flesh really out here getting what it desires? If you are struggling to get what your flesh desires, I'm here to tell you it's time to give your life to Jesus. You're struggling to get what your flesh desires. Now, I get it if you got people out here uh, who fornicates. Let's say people out here fornicate. And some people out here really get those opportunities and options to really get it in like that. I can understand they struggle. But to those who not really doing nothing, to those who out there, you're struggling to fornicate. Why are you not giving your life to God right now? Ain't nobody hitting you up like that. So I want to encourage you, don't even waste no more time. Don't waste no more time. You give your life to God right now. If you struggling to get people to come over to the crib, you struggling to get dates, it's time to give your life to God. So again, let's read it again what it says. It says for everything in the world, in the world, the lust of the flesh. So that's what you get in the world, the lust of the flesh. Your flesh gets what it desires. You gain something. But some of y'all not gaining anything. You're struggling for nothing. You're not gaining nothing. Come to God right now. And then it also says the lust of the eyes. That's what's in the world. Question I want you to ask yourself. Do your eyes, when they see something, does it get it ASAP? So let's say you get, you see something with your eyes. You lusting after your, you see something and you lusting after with your eyes. Are you able to get it? Or are you struggling again to get it? If you are struggling to get it, I'm here to tell you that life is not working for you. If you're not able to get what your eyes want ASAP or get it uh, next week, if you got to save up a lot of paychecks to get it, it's time to come to God. If you got to put stuff on layaway because your eyes can't get what it want right now, it's time to come to God. That's what I'm trying to say. The world is not offering you nothing right away. Bargain. You got to have some hustle about you. Now, I, again, let's 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 be corner with it. Let's take it to the world with it. Let's be realistic with this thing. Now, if people out there, every time they see something, they getting it because they got their bread like that. They got that aura like that. So every time they eyes see something, what they got it. It ain't no struggle for them, right? I can understand why they not giving their life to God. Real talk. I can see the struggle. I can see why they lukewarm. But if your eyes not getting nothing that you desire, you just been wishing all your life, it's time to give your life to Jesus. You need to call on the name of the Lord right now before it's too late, before it's too late. And then it also says, in the pride of life. Now, I love what the uh, New Living Translation, the way it says, it says, in the pride in all our achievements and possessions. In all our achievement and possessions. If you can look at your life 
and I mean, it gets your ego going, man, you being so much pride about it because you got so many possessions. I mean, you got land on top of land. You got house on top of house. You got so many cars. You can't even fit them in your garage. You got horses. You got bank accounts all in the Cayman Islands. You got uh, overseas houses. I get it. I, I really do. I see why you got pride. I'm not going to lie to you. I see where I coming from. But to us little folks, <laughs> you know, we struggling to get those achievements. You know, we struggling and we, we fighting to get those possessions. Why are we not giving our life to God? Why? That's what I'm saying. We're thinking highly of ourselves. This, this system and this, these social media platforms and our own thinking has us thinking more highly of ourselves. We're not evaluating our possessions, truthfully. We're not evaluating really our achievements, truthfully. And I'm here to call you up out of that and tell you, give your life to God. Give your life to God. I can even say, man, some people, you may struggle because they have great relationships. They in a great relationship. You see what I'm saying? They look good together. They, they may go to, uh, to the gym together. They live in nice places together. They travel regularly. You get what I'm saying? They pictures, when they post pictures, everybody like it. They, you know that, 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 you get what I'm saying? They both got good jobs. They both making good money, both driving nice cars, both wearing nice clothes. You know, you got those couples and I see why it can be a struggle not to really uh, choose God over this relationship. Because your relationship is, your relationship is goals. But I want to talk to those who, you in a toxic relationship. And you have the nerves to reject God? You in a toxic relationship. All y'all do is argue. All y'all do is fight. All y'all do is just, y'all barely get along. And you still choosing that relationship over God? Nah, it's time for you to give your life to God right now. I'm talking to somebody right now. You're choosing a busted and disgusted, broke down, toxic getting on my nerves relationship over God. You are risking losing your soul over that toxic relationship. It is time to give your life to God. Please hearken unto the voice of the Lord when he calls you. May be your only call. It may be your only call. You see what I'm saying? So these are things that I want to get you guys to understand that if you're out there not doing anything, it is time, really, invest into the kingdom of God. I know everybody is telling you to invest into these stock markets, invest into crypto, invest into this. No, all of that's going to fade away. All of that's going to fade away. Fade away better than Kobe Bryant. It's going to fade away. It's going to fade away better than MJ. It's going to fade away better than T-Mac. It's going to fade away. That glory that you have is going to fade away. All of that is going to fade. 
even the looks that we got, you know, it's gonna fade away. Speaking of that, see that that's why most of us is 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 see we 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 really need a vision to see the future, not for success, but we really need a vision to see what we really will become without God. That's what we need vision for. See, we always saying we need visions to make something happen or we need vision to make something successful. I'm saying we need vision to just settle down. We need vision to see how will my life turn out without God leading me. We need vision to let us know, hey, I'm not gonna be sexy forever. Some of y'all right now, you find it in wine. Some of you guys right now, you are the definition of the best man that a woman has ever seen. You the definition of that, big dog. And right now, you can't see that all of that's going to fade because so many people is pumping your head up. You've been told that you was fine all your life. Young lady, you can't see that all of that's going to fade away in the near future. Why? Everybody in your comment session, everybody in your DM telling you you've been fine. So you don't have a vision to know that the flower fades and the grass withers. You don't have a vision to see that. That's why it's so important not to get high and drunk off compliments. Why? Because it will overdose and kill you. You don't get high off compliments. It can bless you for a little bit, but come on, we don't get, we don't, you guys are overdosing on it. You need vision to all, you need vision to see in the future to say, you know what, I'm not gonna always have these fans. That's what your vision needs to be. You need vision to know, I'm not gonna always have this body. You need vision to know my sex game ain't always going to be on point. Come on, let's go ahead and kick this dough down and go ahead and hit you in the throat with it. You need vision to know that my hips ain't going to always look like this. My breasts ain't going to always look like this. My buttocks ain't going to always look like this. I ain't going to always have these pecs. I ain't going to always have this smile. I may not always have these waves. So you need vision to see that in the future because it'll start to align yourself with God. Your vision is, is cloudy. What is cloudy with? With your own thinking. What is cloudy with? With all your success. What is cloudy with? With all that money. What is cloudy with? With all that uh, fame and fortune. It's so cloudy with comments. You want to know what's the new, uh, uh, one of the other drugs of our uh, society these days? The comment section. You got a whole bunch of people lined up, the comment section. We need a vision to see what we will be without God. When you get a vision like that, it will scare you. See, we need that so it can humble us. See, a lot of us is still stuck in the world 
we're still stuck in bondage. Why? We stuck in bondage to our own sexiness. You stuck in bondage to your own looks. You stuck in bondage to your sex game. You stuck in bondage to your head game. That's what you in bondage to. It makes you think highly than what you really are. And it's not allowing you to really evaluate yourself. You are stuck in bondage to your own sexiness. What profits you to gain all that sexiness? What profits you to get all those butt shots? What profits you to get your breast dirt? What profits you to be all swole, but lose your soul? Ask yourself that. You gotta ask yourself that. You gotta think on these things. You gotta be sober to these things. No matter what Keith Sweat said, nothing lasts forever. It was a dope song. Yo, it, it was nice and it was cool to send to your loved ones and it was cool to send to your girlfriend and it was cool to send to your boyfriend. But let's be real. Nothing lasts forever. The only thing that's going to last forever is the word of God. The word of God even says heaven and earth go pass away. But my word will last forever. That's the only thing going to last forever. Keep sweating. Do you believe that when you start to believe that the word of God is the only sure foundation, your life will start to align with it. It's easy to see who believe in the word of God, y'all. All right, man. I ain't going to take too much time on that. I hope y'all got some up out of that. And I hope people ate real good off that appetizer. That was just a salad and a bread. So let's go ahead and bring out this main course. Man's will. Man's will is so against what God wants to do. You know? Genesis 6 5. Genesis 6 5. So, again, when we read these type of scriptures, what you want to do is look at yourself when we're reading these scriptures. You look at yourself, you evaluate, you start to evaluate where you're at in life. And you start to know, okay, is my heart like that towards God? Because this, 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 this word right here, it really stings. Let's be real, it stings. It hurts. It can be painful sometimes. But we need to know where we're at so we can start healing ourselves. And the, the only thing can really evaluate you in 100% truth is the word of God. Why? Because it's pure and it's holy. When you're able to put yourself against uh, human stuff or mankind's inventions and all those type of things and humans' uh, values and they what they believe in, yeah, you, you're able to evaluate yourself in some falsehood. But see, when you evaluate yourself against the word of God, it's hard to hide. It's hard to hide. So Genesis chapter 6, 5, it says, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, 
and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. I'm going to read that in another version. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. That's what man's will is right there. That's one of man's will. Without the Holy Spirit purifying you and cleaning you, without the blood of Jesus, that is your heart right there. There's, a, there's some people right now, I guarantee you saying, no, it's not. That ain't me. Let the Holy Spirit talk to you right now. I want you to know without Jesus, this is your heart. The thoughts in your imagination, it says, is totally evil. Some of us, we with God in our uh, imagination and our thinking is still evil. <laughs> we still struggling with that, right? So imagine somebody who don't have the Holy Spirit guiding them. That's the will of man. To think evil. To have evil imaginations. To invent evil things. That's the will of man. So when you see things going out here on the earth, when you see messed up things happen, don't be surprised. That is the will of man. Right? That's the will of man. Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I appreciate everybody for coming out. When you come in, if you could, please put it on mute because we're recording live. But I appreciate you coming out. Thank you very much. But that is the will of man. So ask yourself, is, is, is your thoughts, your thoughts, are, are they evil constantly? Are you having evil thoughts constantly towards people? Are you having evil thoughts constantly towards your, your neighbor? Are you constantly having evil thoughts towards your husband? You trying to get some life insurance? You trying to have evil thoughts towards your wife? This is why we need to call on the name of Jesus. He's the only way who can clean that. All right, let's keep on moving and grooving. Romans chapter 8 and verse 7. Again, these are scriptures that you can go back over throughout the week and ask the Holy Spirit, man, speak this into my heart, God. What, what you talking about when you say this? What you mean when you say this? Okay, Romans 8 and 7, it says, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to the law or nor can it do so. Man's will is hostile towards God. Basically what this, we naturally got beef with God, basically. We naturally ain't trying to do what God wants us to do. This is in our nature, y'all. That's why it's so hard to follow the ways of Christ. That's why so many people reject the ways of Christ. Because our nature is, uh, we just hostile. We got beef with God all the time. Every time the word of God comes to us, right now, I guarantee the word of God is coming to somebody's heart right now. And they are hostile towards it. They're getting mad at it right now. 
because that's the will of man. Once you begin to let these scriptures govern your mind, once you begin to pull down your strongholds and allow the scriptures to really heal you, that's when you start to see how much you need Christ in your life. I'm going to lift up the name of Christ to draw all men unto him. For the sinful nature is always hostile towards God. It's always hostile towards God. The nature of, of, of us, we always want to get in something wicked. And the only reason you don't want to get into nothing wicked is because the Holy Spirit is keeping you and guiding you. It's not because you're so righteous. It's not because you're good. It's not because you're so holy. Nah. That's the Holy Spirit working in your life. Did you give him thanks for that? But our nature is always at beef with God's will. Let's keep on moving and grooving, y'all. Jeremiah 17, 9. One of my favorite verses that I govern my life by. It says the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Who really knows how bad it is? Do not be surprised what humans do. Because it's telling you it's the most deceitful thing above all things. That little thing that you have inside of you can be the most deceitful thing in your life. And it's desperately wicked. Without the Holy Spirit uh, guiding you, without the Holy Spirit uh, guarding your mind, guarding your thoughts, you don't know where you would be at. Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Hey, when you come in, go ahead and put it on mute for me because we're recording live, but I appreciate you coming out, man. I appreciate everybody coming out, man. And when you come in, go ahead and show some love in the chat. Let everybody know you're blessed to be here. But that heart of yours, we got people coming in now. All right. Oh, come on, God, bring them. Yeah, God is calling everybody. God is calling his people. God is calling his people. But that heart, that heart that you have inside of you, it can be desperate. It's desperately wicked. It needs to be worked on. It needs to go into heart surgery. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is why we need to pray. And this is why we need to seek God constantly because the, the heart is desperately weak. You don't know where you will be at without God, God in your life. I know some of us think, oh, I never do that. Or I never do this. So man, you don't know where you will be at without God, God in your life. See, that's that thinking highly of yourself. When we say things like that, I can't believe they did that. Or I can't believe she did that. I would never see we think highly of ourselves. The only reason we're not doing these things because the Holy Spirit has been keeping us. It's been restricting us. See, I told you last week, start thanking God for restriction. Start thanking God for telling you you can't go outside, telling you you can't go there. You see what I'm saying? Telling you, you can't date that person. Thank God for the nose. Who knows where you will be at? Our hearts ain't trying to do what God wants. Period. 
You think I'm in here preaching because I'm some uh just some righteous dude? No, the Holy Spirit is guiding me. He's leading me to do these things. He's leading me to do these things. Without the Holy Spirit, my heart, I don't know where I'll be at. And I keep, I govern my life with them type of scriptures. I govern my life with that type of word because I never want to get too highly and think that I'm so important or think I'm so righteous or good because I'm not fornicating no more or I don't smoke no more. Or I don't club. That don't mean nothing. Your heart's still wicked. It may uh, go ahead and do some other wicked things. Who knows? That's why it says, who can understand it? We don't, we don't even understand how desperately wicked our heart is. We, we, can't even, we can't even understand it. That's crazy, y'all. That's scary. But that's the will of man. The will that is in man is his heart is deceitfully, deceitfully, excuse me, wicked towards God. That's the will. And this is why we need to uplift Christ the Messiah, because he's the only one who can give you a new heart and clean it. He's the only one. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. That's why he was able to be bold and say those things like that. You heard 1 Samuel 6, 16 and 7. Again, if you're just joining, we're talking about man's will. We've been on this, uh, been having uh, different topics. We talked about God's will. If you go back and look at the podcast, we talked about the devil's will for your life. And now we're talking about what's man's will. What do man want to do with his life? And the scriptures tell us this. The scriptures tell us this. What man wants to do with his life. All right. In 1 Samuel 16 and 7. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Man's will is to look at the outward. That's what man like to look at. They like to look at what's on the outside of things. But God can give you a discernment, discerning heart. God can give you discernment, discerning mind to see the heart of people. Let me tell you something. Most of our, most of our society and most believers are with people most of the times who God has rejected. That's why it's so much conflict. Why? Because they are looking at the outer things. Look at what it says. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height. I have rejected him. Ask yourself, are you with somebody that God has rejected? Are you laid up with somebody, young lady? Are you laid up with somebody, man of God, that God has rejected? That's a, see, you got to evaluate yourself if you if you're trying to walk with God, because this go cost you that it may cost you that relationship. It may cost you that. See, we got to start letting people know that, see, God, God ain't cheap. 
Nah, he expensive. What y'all think? What we think we serving some cheap God that we can just get him and oh, like he at the goodwill. We think we can get God at the thrift store. That's how America thinks. Nah. I was talking to uh talking to someone. Yeah, well, but anyways, I was saying this, this, this is how it is when it comes to God in our society. You know, when you go to an expensive store or you go to a store, right? And you looking around, you looking, you're like, well, okay, I like that. That's nice. Everybody wants something nice. Everybody wants something that looks good. You know what makes people change their mind though? The cost. That's when you really see who really about buying it. That's when you really see who's really about that life. If they pay that cost. And a lot of people, a lot of hearts, let me say that, ain't willing to pay that cost when it comes to God. It's too expensive. And I get it. I get it. So you know what they say? When God come to them and let them know the cost, they say, hmm, I, I I'll be back. I see. And some people never come back. What's scary? Some people don't even never get the chance to come back. That's scary. That's scary. Because we think we can just treat God like he's just, uh, oh, I'll be back. Let me let me see if I can put, can I put you on layaway, God? Can I put some on it, God? Who we think we talking to? I, I want you to know who you talk. Go outside and look up. Look up. You talking to somebody who got stars? I don't. I mean, he probably got names for every stars. <laughs> man, hold up, man. I, and that's just a little bit about who he is. He telling the ways right now. Hey, no, no, no. Y'all don't come up on land like that. And they obeying him. But us humans, the hearts of humans telling him, oh, uh, I don't know, not right now, God. I just come back later on. Let me see what, let me see how this relationship go. If he hurt me, then I'll come to you. But if he don't hurt me, I'ma just be with him. If she hurt me, then I'll come to you, God. I, but if she don't hurt me, I'ma just chill. You see how we do, God? That's the hearts. That's man's will for you. See, I want I, the goal tonight is to get us to see the evilness of man. If everybody's telling us we so good, we so perfect, we so this and we so that, and everybody's always in your comment session is telling you you the gift of life, why do you need Jesus then? To be honest with you, you you good. Why do you need Jesus? But when we let this word really Work on our hearts. Oh, you'll see. But it says again, let me, uh, First Samuel 16. I'm, I, I, ain't, I ain't lose. You know what I'm saying? I ain't lost, baby. We still up. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. We as children of God got to start discerning the hearts of people. Their hearts will tell you who they are. Out of the mouth, is, is it, it comes from the heart, y'all. They will tell you who they are. Stop ignoring it. Stop ignoring it because the outer appearance. It's that simple. Stop ignoring what the heart is telling you because of what it looks like on the outside. 
you'll save yourself a whole lot of trouble, a whole lot of toxic stuff. Just stop. All right. That's for somebody right there. God is just saying, stop looking at the outer appearance. It's going to fade anyways. I don't care how cute they is. It's going to fade. All right. All right. Let's keep on moving and grooving. I appreciate everybody coming to the underground place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling out saying, repent. Y'all know the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And First uh, Corinthians 2.14. First Corinthians 2.14. Check out what this says, y'all. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. Right? So when you see somebody arguing with you or they don't want to accept what you're trying to tell them about God, it's because they don't have the spirit. Don't get mad with them and don't say no negative things about them. They just don't have the spirit. That's the nature of man. We don't have that unless God draw that to us and, and let, unless God give that to us. See, you having a spirit is a gift from God. It's not because you were so holy again. It wasn't because you were so perfect or you went to the right church or you went to church every Sunday. Or you get up in the morning and read the Bible or you pray 50 hours a week. And all. it ain't that ain't why you got the spirit. God gave it to you, man. Have you ever thought about that's why you special? That's why you unique? That's why you set apart? You're not set apart because your bank account? You're not set apart because what job you got. Let me uh tap in right quick. You're not set apart because what missionary you got or what ministry you got or what preacher you uh up under. That don't make you set apart. You set apart because God chose you to impart his Holy Spirit. Whoo, man. Think about that. He imparted his Holy Spirit within you. See, that's what, that's what we got to get back to. Uh, that's what makes me uh, bold. That's what makes me happy. That's what makes me smile. That was make me get up in the morning and be uh, thankful and be grateful. Because he set me apart. He said, hey, I want to choose that person down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him right there. But he ain't seeing God. He looked like he ain't even. But I still, I want to choose him. Out of everybody I created, out of all these people in this world who ignore me, he ignored me too. But I want to choose him, him, him. That's why I'm special. I'm not special because a whole bunch of people tell me I'm special. I'm not special because you like my Instagram. I'm not special because I have a lot of followers. I'm not special because my bank account may look good. I'm not special because I'm going on vacations or I got this job or I got this car. No, I'm special because out of everybody in this world, in this dark world that's fading away, God looked down on little bitty me, a speck who really not doing that much in life either. Don't have that many achievements. Maybe, you know, don't have too many uh, goals that I accomplished in life. But he looked down and said, him right there. Her right there. Her right there. That's, that's who I want. 
He chose you. And this society is making you think, child of God, that you got to do all these other things to feel special. That you got to attain all these type of things to feel special. That you got to preach a certain way. You got to sing a certain way. You got to do ministry a certain way to feel special. I'm telling you, you're special because God chose you, period. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 14, it says, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 2, 14 again, y'all. It says, on spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. That should stop you from arguing with people. <laughs> right? That, that verse right there is to stop you from arguing with people. They can't receive it. You have been set apart to receive the truth. So I'm, I'm, hey, you should be done arguing with coworkers, people on Facebook, people on Instagram. I'm done. I, I, you can't receive this right here. Okay, let's keep on moving and grooving, y'all. Second Timothy and four three. Second Timothy and four three. Again, if you uh, these verses will be in the chat. So later on this week, if you want to just go through the Bible and read these scriptures, these scriptures have been given to you. Yeah, this is your breakfast, lunch, and dinner right here. This would really would give you the strength to get through the day. I promise you that. She just, uh, thank you, babe. She just posted it for y'all. Hey, these scriptures will uh, get you through the week. Huh? I know you're filling up on, that, uh, on your gas tank, but have you filled up on your spirit? Have you filled up on your spirit, though? You've been running on E. Why is that? Stop waiting till Sunday to fill your spirit up. Don't wait till a Bible study to fill your spirit up. You should be on full. Keep it on full. You feel me? Second Timothy 4.3. Again, we are talking about what is what, what does man want to do? What does the scripture say what's in man? What's in that fine man that you see? What's in that fine woman that you lusting after, big dog? I want to let you know what's in her, though. Before you get up in her, I want to let you know what's in her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before you want to get up in her, the word of God go tell you what's in her. Wickedness, dog. Okay, check this out. Second Timothy 4, 3 says, for the time will come when, when people, humans, will not put up with sound doctrine. So the time is coming, it was already here, that sound doctrine, basically the scriptures of God, people ain't going to want to hear all that. So check out what they're going to do. Instead, to suit their own des desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what they itching ears want to hear. All right. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever they itching ears want to hear. Y'all know how that happens? We go on YouTube and we just click on what we want to hear. That's happening. That's happening right now, today, in our, in our society. We look up teachers that will tell us what we want to hear. 
And if they say anything about our sin or if they trying to come close to our sin or anything like that, guess what we do? Uh-uh, we click them off real quick, right? <laughs> uh-uh, I don't want to, uh-uh. Uh-uh, they sound too mean. Uh-uh. I don't like the I don't like the way they style. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's sound doctrine, you know. If it's if it's not something that you want to hear, all we do is we just click off of it. But that's what we're doing right now. We, we we're looking for people who suits our own desires. I want to be rich, so let me look for a pastor who talk about riches. I want to I want to have a good relationship, so let me look up a pastor who talk about relationships. I want I just want to talk about relationships. So let me look up teachers who will tell me about relationships. I want I just want to be successful. I want to I want to be successful. So let me look up teachers who will tell me about success. That's what we're doing. And anybody who talks about scriptures too much, uh, I mean, you got to make it interesting for the people. Right? That's what we'll say. Come on, man. We're not trying to make it interesting for the people. We're trying to get our hearts clean. We're trying to save our marriages. We're trying to save our children. Alone, I just need sound doctrine. When you go, if you go to the doctor, say you got AIDS and cancer, right? And this doctor has the truth. This doctor has sound truth on what would deliver you from this cancer or that AIDS or that disease. Are you going to worry about how he sounds? He telling you what to do. And you say, I ain't like the way he, he sound. He should have, he, he sound boring when he said it though. He, it was true, but he sounded boring. Man, get that truth and let's go on about our business. That's how we do with our jobs. We don't care how if the boss sound a certain way. Hey, uh, pay me. Our preachers, hey, let them know about this truth, period. You may not have no friends. It's just what it is. Y'all seen how uh, Jesus was? They all deserted him. So it, it, it may happen to you too. If you're following him, no student is better than a teacher, right? He told us that. So that may happen to you when you speak in his truth, when you speak in sound doctrine. People may desert you. It may just happen. All right, let's keep on moving and grooving, though, man. I'm almost done. In Romans 3, Romans chapter 3, starting at verse 10, it says, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. Let that hit you. Don't run from that. Let that hit you. So you can feel it. Let that sting you. It says there's no one righteous, not even one. In verse 11, there is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. He's telling you about the heart of man. No one would seek God if it was up to us. I'm well. Let me go ahead and put myself out there. I would not seek God if it was up to me. Period. 
my don't is it is it is it just me or don't your flesh just want to get into some things sometimes? I see why Paul was saying, who can save me from this wretched man that I am? Your flesh sometimes just want to get into some wicked things. Where they come from? See, your flesh ain't trying to do what God, your flesh ain't trying to pray. Your flesh ain't trying to fast. No, your flesh ain't trying to abstain from fornication. You're trying to get it in. Come on. And it's what the scripture is telling us, y'all. He's saying no one understands that. No one will, will seek me if it wasn't for my son, Jesus Christ. No, you would not seek me. You would not be uh, going to an uh, evangelist meeting if it wasn't for me. You would not be in a cry if it wasn't for me. You would not be reading the word if it wasn't for me. You would not be doing a podcast if it wasn't for me. Period. What does that do? It humbles you. It keeps you from being prideful. And why do you want to keep from being prideful? Because God resists the pride. A whole lot of us out here in this society claiming we know God, we have a relationship with God, we're being resisted. I want to ask you something, young man, a young woman of God, a man of God, a woman of God. Are you with somebody who's being resisted by God? We got to start asking ourselves, am I laid up with somebody who's being resisted by God? What profits you to be laid up with some fine young thing, but you being rejected by God? Tell me what profits you. What, what are you going to profit from that? What are you going to profit from that good head game, uh, young man? But she's rejected by God. What are you going to profit from that uh, trick, young lady? That sugar daddy, young lady. But he's rejected by God. You're profiting money, but he's really rejected by God. What are you really profiting? And I, I don't want you to, uh, I want you to understand your soul is going to find out when you go into judgment, what you really profit. Welcome to the underground. See, that's why, this is why it's called the underground. We get under all the things that's seen and we go underground. We go into the deep, wicked, nasty parts of man and we talk about it. Because that's where it starts at. We're too busy working on the outside of our lives. It looks nice, but a real one see right through it, though. You heard me? I say it looks nice, but a real one, we see right through it. Discerning eyes is the, one of the biggest blessings to have in this life, man. Yeah. Hey, keep your money. I want discerning eyes. Hey, keep your fame and your fortune. Keep all it. Hey, I just need some discerning eyes. I just need eyes to see through all of the fakeness. And then he says, check this out what God saying in Romans 3.12, y'all. Check it out. All have turned away. They have together become <laughs> worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. That's what happens to men. 
when we stop seeking God. That's what's going to happen to your man if he not seeking God. So I'm just letting you know 10 years from now, don't get mad. That's what's going to happen to that woman of yours if she not seeking God. Let me tell you what's going to happen. They all go turn away. They go become worthless. And they ain't going to do good. That's what's going to happen if you with someone who not trying to seek God. You going to be on the phone complaining. Oh, my God, they worthless, girl. Oh, my God, he worthless. Yeah, I, we knew that. They don't do good at all. We knew that too. Just letting you know, that's what happens. The word is coming to save you right now, young man. The word is coming to save you, young woman. Some of y'all prayed about a situation. The word is telling you right now what it is. It's telling you what it is. Proverbs 16 and 2. Proverbs 16 and 2. This is the master class of Bible study. Not because of me, but because we just going through the scriptures. We have went, we already have went over so many scriptures. We have a couple more to go. Let this word clean you. Let this word clean your mind, clean your thoughts, clean your heart, clean your evil suspicion clean your insecurities let the word just wash you dove can't do this zest can't do this your victoria's secret uh stuff it can't do this your bath and body work yeah it smells good don't get me wrong it smells good but it can't clean you like this word though yeah shout out to that japanese blossom Hey, check this out. Proverbs 16, 2. It says, people may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. You know, man, we got motives. Yeah, women, we got motives. Oh, I love that word. I love that word. Let me, let me read that one more time. Let me read that one more time. It says, people may be pure in their own eyes. See, they may approach you with a pure, you know, like a little pure spirit. They may approach you with a pure smile. Yeah, that pure conversation. Yeah, they may approach you with a pure uh, car. They may approach you with a, they got a pure ministry. Yeah, they a pure pastor. They a pure this, but they got a motive. Yeah, I want you to start looking at the motives. Get behind all what you see. Get behind all that and start checking out the motives. Why is it you talking to me like this? Why is it that you want me around like this? Why is it that you need me like this? Why? Why? Everyone will have evil motives if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. All mankind have evil motives, but the Holy Spirit can wash you clean of those motives and you can have pure motives. You can have pure motives. Ask yourself, 
Ask yourself, hey, man, do I operate with pure motives or everybody that I got, everybody that I come in contact with? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, like, see what I can get up out of. I'm trying to wheel and deal. I'm trying to scheme. Yo, check your motives. See, a, a child of God, you won't go far with wicked motives. I don't care how it may look on the outside, you're not really getting far. So ask God to wash your motives. Ask God to wash your motives. Y'all doing good, man, for real. Y'all staying in there. This is a boxing match. You feel me? We almost, we almost there. I know this word. See, the word, it, it, it's, it's, it's Tyson in his prime. You heard me? It's Rocky Balboa in his prime. See that word, when you get in this ring, it's coming up. They hit you with a body shot. And then it hits you in the jaw real quick. And then it hits you in the chest real quick. And then it may hit you in the gut real quick. But I see y'all still standing. See, that's why the word God say, and all that you do, just stand. <laughs> when you can't do nothing else, God say, just stand. When that word coming to you like this, he say, hey, just stand. Just stand there. Yeah, just stand there and take it. Because I promise you it's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you sound doctrine, sound doctrine from the Messiah, our Savior, Jesus Christ, will make you stronger. We got too much sugar in the doctrine of our preaching these days. We got too much sugar in our doctrine in the preaching these days. That's why we got a whole bunch of sugar babies in the church. So when it's time to eat them vegetables or when it's time to eat that solid food, they talking about, I don't want that. I don't want that. You got some candy. You got some candy. You got some sweet. You got some love. It's, it's all about love. It's all about love. We got to talk about love. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> On some cheese. <laughs> um, my uh, my uh, my beautiful wife is pregnant, and she texting me talking about she wants some cheesecake. <laughs> oh my god, I love her. She talking about she want. I want some too, but but check this out. Let me keep this word going. Ephesians chapter two and three. You know, uh, pregnancy symptoms. You know, soon you talk. <laughs> Soon you talk about some sugar, you know what I'm saying, something like this. She probably like, oh, I want some cheesecake. You, do, you, do you see, look, this is the perfect example, though. Do you see the will of man? <laughs> this is why God said they all have uh, went astray. They, 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 all, they all would go astray. He should say, even when the word comes, they're talking about uh, cheesecake. This is the this is the will. Oh, that was perfect, baby. This is the will of man. This is what we are. It's, it's see, it's the flesh. Because <laughs> I love you. That's why I'm uh, telling you, uh, telling you, you, girl. You know it's all good. And I'm gonna get you that cheesecake. You know I'm gonna get that for you if you want it. I got it. You know I'm gonna get that cheesecake, and I want a piece. 
But check this out. Let me keep on moving and grooving in his word. Ephesians chapter two and three. Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I ain't nobody. I'm just the voice of one calling out saying, repent. Y'all know the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Ephesians chapter two and three says, all of us used to live that way. Yes, we have. Following the passionate desires of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. That's the will of man. We all live like that. Don't forget where you come from. Don't forget the passionate things that you went after when God, the Holy Spirit, wasn't guiding you. Don't forget before you open your mouth and, oh, my God, and remember. Do you remember the times? Do you remember the times when you was out there like that? So you never want to forget those days when you was out there wilding and busting it wide open. You know you was doing that too. So why are you looking down on that person not right now? You know you... See, see, some of the things that people say these days and we may get like, oh my God, I can't believe they say it that. But you may be saying it in your heart. You may not be saying it out loud, but your heart's saying it. Your thoughts saying it. Get up under all that and let God clean you. Let God clean you. In Romans chapter 7 and verse 18, Romans chapter 7 and verse 18, it says, For I know that, that good itself does not dwell in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That's true, y'all. Man, without the Holy Spirit, ain't no good in me. Ain't no gentleness in me. Ain't no fruits and spirits in me without the Holy Spirit. I ain't trying to be kind. I ain't trying to be meek. I ain't trying to be loving. That ain't me. I ain't trying to do none of that. But the Holy Spirit, he begins to operate on me. And then the fruits of spirit just comes out naturally. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. We, we may have intentions to do good. We may have intentions to want to be right. But we don't know how to carry that out, y'all. Y'all, come on, man. Come on. We got to be real. We How to be good husbands. We don't know how to be good wives. We don't know how to be good mamas and good daddies and good uh, workers and co-workers. We barely know how to get on, uh, to work on time. We cussing people out in the parking lot. We we don't know how to carry this 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 thing that God is asking us to be out. He's asking us to be holy. Stop being look. Let's let's, let's just be real, y'all. We don't know how to do that. I don't know about y'all, but this holiness, thing, God, you got to tell me. Uh -uh, I need you every minute, every day, every. Where you going? That's what I be telling the Holy Spirit. Uh uh. Where you going? Uh uh. Nah, I need you. I need you now, Smoky Norfolk. I need you now. No, I need you at work too. Will you uh -uh, stay right there? Yeah. I need him everywhere I go. Period. I need you in the car too. Cause yeah, put me in the car. Yeah, I need you in the car too. Cut off all the music. That's what I tell. Uh, uh, cut off all this music. I need you in the car. I need you when I get in work. I need you at the job while I'm at work. I need you on the way home from work. I need you in the grocery store. 
I need you when I go home. I need you when I'm doing this, these ministries. I need you when I'm speaking to people. I need you. Need you when I'm dealing with my kids. They they get, you know, you they're a blessing, God, but I need you. I'm I'm not gonna say too much. Okay, God. I, I thank you for blessing me with the kids, but I need you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thank you for blessing me with the husband, but I I, yeah, I need you. Uh-huh. I need you. Yeah, because I may stray away. Thank you for blessing me with the wife, but I need, yeah, I need you. I need you. I know I prayed for this job, God, but yeah, I'm going to need you right now. Stop acting like you can go years or acting like you can go a couple of days without God. You're thinking too highly of yourself to think you can go hours without God. And who cares what these people saying about you being too serious about God? You, you right. I am. I'm too serious about my life. I'm too serious about my heart. I'm too serious because if I wasn't serious about my walk with God, I may be doing 50 to life. If I wasn't too serious about my walk with God, I may have AIDS. If I wasn't too serious about my walk with God, I may have a divorce right now. If I wasn't too serious about my walk with God, I may just shoot you right now. Why you say that? Because the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who would know what I may do to you right now without God? So I need him. You being too holy, you right, I am. And you better be lucky y'all being too holy because I might just, yeah, get away from here. Talking about I'm being too holy. Woo. But anyways, y'all, and uh, I appreciate y'all coming out. There has to be so, so, so a solution for this, though. You know, it has to be a solution for this, right? It, it, what's the solution for this, man? In John chapter 3 and verse 3, Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. You may be somebody right now and you're listening to this wonderful message of the Holy Spirit and what God's word is telling you. And you may say, man, I act just like that. Well, you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. And this is the same message that John the Baptist and the apostles and Jesus was preaching. That's why he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. That's why we must be in Christ, because this old man, this will of the old man, it needs to be gone. And he begins to operate in us a new way of thinking, a new way of life a new way of seeing his creation. Acts 17 and verse 30, y'all. It says, in the past, God overlooked people's ignorance. In the past, y'all, he may overlook some of the things that you was doing. In the past, he may wink at a whole bunch of stuff that you was doing on the DL. He may say, you know what? I'm going to overlook it. I overlooked it. I gave you a season to get wild. I gave you a season to do what you want to do. I gave you a season to pop those pills. I gave you a season to sip that drink. I gave you a season to be a freak. But now, he says in Acts 17, 30, y'all, but now he commands all people everywhere 
to repent. He says the season is now for people to repent. He says all people. He say black people repent. White people, it's time for you to repent. Chinese people, you need to repent. Mexicans, uh, Latinos, everybody, Nigerian, African, I don't care who you is, rich people, poor people, ugly people, fine people, slim people, big people, light people, dark people. He says everybody needs to repent. It's time to repent, y'all. Time to repent of those things that's been keeping you away from God. You know, he's giving you a chance to hear this word tonight. He's he led you to this podcast. He led you here. You're not here for me. You're not here to hear me. He led you. He drew your heart. He said, come. And you came and you sat through it. Give yourself a round of applause to sit through it. And you sat through it just to hear God say, hey, I I want you back in my, I want you back. God is saying, I want you back. Why you left? Where you been at, my child? Was the relationship, was it worth it? Was the job worth it? Was the ministry worth it, my child? Was the money worth it? Was those investments worth it? Was the black conscious community worth it, my child? (laughs) Was it worth it? I know you got real deep for a minute, my child. You got so deep, you drowned. But was it worth it? You start wearing dashikis on me, my child. You start uh, praying to sages and uh, creating stones and doing all those type of things. You travel all the way to Africa and you went into the pyramids. But was it worth it? (laughs) Come on back home, prodigal son. Come on back home, prodigal daughter. The father's been waiting on you. The father's been waiting on you. Hey, man. Hey, I appreciate everybody coming out to the underground. A place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Hey, we had an opportunity to let the word of God, we open up the word of God so the word of God can go into us, you know, and uh, hope you guys was blessed. And um, if you know anybody, if you know anybody who wants to hear the message of God, man, send them this. I, I appreciate if you share with anybody. And if they ask you, who is that? I'm just a voice of one calling out saying, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I appreciate everybody for coming out. Love. I'm out.